Welcome to the Goddess Journals. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, tarot reader, spiritual coach, past life regression practitioner, and your personal spiritual hype girl. I'm here to help you break down your walls and practice the radical vulnerability you need to get to know your soul at its very core. This podcast will give you the guidance to change your fear into power and take those first steps on your ultimate journey to soul transformation. So take a deep breath and let's get mystical. Hello, welcome back to the Goddess Journals. If you're new here, I'm your host, Maggie Pugh. If not, thanks so much for returning for our sixth episode. I really can't believe it still. I love doing this. I love having this podcast and the response from you guys has been great. So I really, really appreciate it. Today, I thought we would talk about something that really affects almost everyone, I'd say. I think everybody has felt this at least once in their life, and I know for me, I've felt it many times, and that is imposter syndrome. So if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's pretty black and white when it comes to the name. It's just those moments in your life when you feel like you are an imposter. Maybe you feel like you aren't qualified enough to be somewhere, or that you fooled someone in order to be where you are. It's very common in academics, it's very common in job fields and in your career, and it's even common in places where you're being judged on something, in hobbies. Sometimes it can even happen with the people that you hang out with. I know some people have imposter syndrome thinking, oh, they're going to realize that I'm not cool enough. You know, I'm not cool enough, I'm not quirky enough, I'm not like them, I don't actually fit in. That's all imposter syndrome. And I really wanted to talk about this today because it is so common. Pretty much everyone has experienced imposter syndrome at some point in their life, whether it be really big or just a small inconvenience or whether it be overwhelming or just something that's kind of nagging. We've all had imposter syndrome at some point. If someone says they haven't, they're either lying, (laughs) a narcissist, have never left their comfort zone, or taken a chance in their entire life, or come from the most healed, progressive space and family that they were confident enough in everything that they did that they knew not to feel like an imposter, which let's hope is the last one, but you know, is very unlikely. (laughs) So that being said, most likely if you're listening to this podcast, you've experienced imposter syndrome at some point in your life. And it really affects women especially as a woman. I have felt imposter syndrome in many different areas in my life and that's something that I want to talk about today because I think it's really important to realize that maybe you'll never overcome your imposter syndrome, maybe you'll never heal it, maybe you'll never be without it, but you can reclaim it and start to use it as a tool to up-level faster and to just change your life in ways that you probably weren't before. So I thought that I would start today sharing some of my own stories of imposter syndrome and what they taught me and how you can take that moving forwards. I think the biggest imposter syndrome I ever felt in my life was when I did my master's degree in English literature. I had applied and it was so stressful and I got in like just like that. 
I was so excited. It was so amazing. At the time, a dream of mine, and it really still could be, you never know what's going to happen, but at the time, a dream of mine was to become an English literature professor. I love teaching so much. It's part of the reason that I love the job that I do now because I get to teach all of you about spirituality. But I just love watching people grow and better themselves and just get better at something that maybe they didn't know how to on their own. So I wanted to be an English professor. So I applied for my master's of English and I remember going to the orientation for graduate school and also to become a teaching assistant. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, and it was so overwhelming. And then the next day I went to my first class and it was also a class that was very out of my depths and not a subject that I was used to studying. In my undergrad degree, I studied a lot of poetry and popular fiction and uh, medieval or like Middle English was a big one that I, that I did a lot. So I really wasn't used to this course that was more around the technology of language and I just felt so out of my depths. I remember sitting there listening to everyone talking about about the subject, about the readings, and thinking, oh no, I have fooled someone. My application was so good. I was able to take so much time and have other people look at it, and I have fooled someone into believing that I can study at a graduate level, that I am good enough to be a master's student, when I clearly am not listening to all these people. I'm sitting there panicking. And then I remember my professor saying at the end of the class, a lot of you probably feel as if you've tricked someone to get here, as if you don't belong here, as if you're not good enough. That's how I felt on my first day. And if you say you're not, you're not telling the truth. (laughs) You're lying. And that's okay. That's totally normal. You should expect to feel that way. You have not tricked anyone. You would not get through the application process if you were not good enough to be here. And I remember feeling so validated, so validated, and that really stuck with me. I really owe a lot to that professor because I remember that all the time. Whenever I have imposter syndrome, I think everyone is feeling this way. It's just me trying to stay comfortable, but I can't grow and I can't get better in life in my own comfort zone. And that was so, so important for me to learn. So I thought I'd start there, that everyone feels that way. Even if, you know, you're listening to my podcast and you, th- you want to start a podcast and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I could never do this. I could never do this. This was something I felt major, major imposter syndrome about. I wanted to start this in October of 2021 and I didn't start it <laughs> until July 2022, almost a year later. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I said, I don't have a name. I don't know what I'll talk about. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to make it sound good. I don't know what people care about. I Who's going to care about what I have to say? I felt like an imposter in the podcast world. And now I'm doing it and it's come so easy and I love it. And I know you guys are loving it too. And that has really helped to overcome the imposter syndrome. But I still get it every now and then. You know, when I'm posting about it on my feed or when I'm trying to plan out what I want to talk about, sometimes I think, what am I doing? But here's the secret. 
the reason imposter syndrome happens is because you really, really care about what you are doing in that moment. If you didn't care about the thing you have imposter syndrome over, you wouldn't have imposter syndrome because you wouldn't care if you're doing a good job or not. You wouldn't care if you fooled people into believing that you were qualified or capable or cool or anything. You would just do it and move on. When you have imposter syndrome, it's because something is really important to you and it's really outside of your own comfort zone. And when something's important to you and outside your comfort zone, what does that make? It makes something that's an up level, a transformation. Because if something is out of your comfort zone, but it's not important to you, you're not really gonna care about the outcome. It's just gonna be for fun. It's something you're trying, right? If it's something that's important to you, but it's within your comfort zone, something you've already done, you're not gonna feel imposter syndrome about that because it's already part of your identity. It's already part of how you see yourself. Like if reading is really important to you, but you've been a reader ever since a kid, picking up a book at a bookstore isn't gonna make you feel like an imposter in that bookstore, right? Because there's nothing challenging you and there's no change there. So that's why you don't get imposter syndrome for everything that's important to you. Just the things that are outside of your comfort zone. Just the things that you're challenging yourself with a little bit. And this is why it's so hard to change your life. This is why it's so hard to up-level, go through a big personal or lifestyle or emotional or anything, any sort of transformation. Because as soon as you realize what's important to you to transform, and then you go and you try and do it, your ego steps up and goes, I heard imposter, what the heck do you think you're doing, pal? (laughs) What do you think you're doing? And you start to think, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And you stop, you put on the brakes, or you doubt yourself and you don't push as far or put yourself out there as much as you could have. Ego has a bad rap around the spiritual and self-development community, right? It's like, don't listen to your ego. Your ego's just trying to hold you down. (laughs) But really, your ego's just trying to keep you safe. It's just trying to do what it thinks is best for you. You know, you're just trying to keep yourself safe when, when thoughts like that come up. So that's always gonna happen. It's never gonna stop. You're always gonna try and keep yourself safe, no matter how far you've come. You're always gonna try and keep yourself comfortable because you know, you're somewhat happy there. So this imposter syndrome is never gonna go away. But if you're on a spiritual journey or self-development journey or a journey where you're trying to up-level your life, you're gonna come across it a lot and it's going to become very frequent. So the best thing that you can start doing, and that's something that I have started doing, is to use your imposter syndrome as a flashlight, as a guide to where you need to be going and what you need to be leaning into even more. So the way that I have reworked my beliefs in my mind when it comes to imposter syndrome is when it rears its ugly head, I say, oh, thank you. I need to be spending more time with that. I need to be doing that thing more because that is what's going to bring me to my next level self. That is what's going to bring me expansion and that is what's going to bring me full life transformation. I've had this with my masters, which I truly believe if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be in the life that I have now. It opened so many opportunities for me and it changed the way that I view life. 
and I view telling a story, I wouldn't be able to have a podcast like this, I don't think, if it wasn't for the schooling that I had. And I wouldn't be able to read cards. And that's another story. But I wouldn't be able to read tarot cards the way that I do now if it wasn't for my education. The next big moment that I felt imposter syndrome was when I was trying to get into working out and going to the gym. And that totally changed my life. And I'm so much stronger and happier and healthier now. And the final one I'll talk about today is becoming a spiritual coach. Huge imposter syndrome around that. Oh my gosh, I did not believe I could ever do what I was doing now. But now I am. And I'm changing so many lives and impacting so many people. And it lights me up to see all of you thrive and become these grander, happier, more fulfilled versions of yourselves. And if I had listened to my ego and listened to my imposter syndrome, that would never have happened for me. So now when I feel scared, I lean into it. Other than what I've said, there's actually an even more obvious and helpful explanation as to why this works to lean into your imposter syndrome. And that's because, like I said, you care about things that you feel imposter syndrome around and they're important to you. And they show you someone that you want to become. But where you are now, your vibration's not going to match that, right? If you go and you <laughs> look at houses, like open houses for mansions right now, unless you're a millionaire listening to this, which, huh, tell me. <laughs> but if you go and you look for at mansions, if you go and look at mansions at their open houses and you're walking through, I bet you would feel like a huge imposter. You'd be walking through that house thinking, I don't belong here. Because you aren't at that level, you're at not at the vibration of that home, right? Your vibration doesn't match that. It's the same as you thinking about your next level life. It can seem scary and unattainable because the vibration you're at now does not match that of which you want. And so this is something we use in manifestation, which is to sit in the vibe of already having it. Sit in the feeling of already having what you are calling in for five minutes a day. Because yes, magically and all of that, it will attract in what you desire. You're putting that out to the universe saying, this is my vibration, now match it and send it to me. But you're also getting comfortable in that vibration. You're getting comfortable in that energy so that when opportunities come up, they don't seem as scary. If it's the house one, maybe you'll be given a promotion at work and you were a little scared to take it because it seems like something you're not sure if you can do. It's a little out of your comfort zone. But if you're sitting and owning that millions of dollars mansion, you're sitting and owning that million dollar mansion, you're gonna take that job no problem because you're gonna say, this is what my next level self would do because that is the income that she needs to save up for that house, right? If you have the money in your bank finally and you go and look through that house, you're still gonna feel like an imposter no matter how much money you have to put as a down payment because you don't feel like your vibration, your personal vibration matches that of someone who would own this house. So when opportunities come up, you're more likely to say, no, it's okay, or oh no, like not ready for that, your imposter syndrome, your ego is going to pop up and be like, that's not safe. And you're going to say, yeah, that's right. But if you start to sit in the vibration of already having it, when it comes up, it doesn't clash as much. It doesn't seem as scary because you're used to being presented with this level of, of energy. So that's the simplest thing you can do with your imposter syndrome 
If you have imposter syndrome around school like I did, sit in the feeling for just five minutes every day of being the most badass student in that class, of being the smartest student in that class, of always having the answers. You know, sit in that feeling of the teacher asking, the professor asking something, you putting up your hand and answering that, and then being like, wow, that was the perfect answer. Sit in that feeling because you're more likely to take chances, right? When I was in my imposter syndrome around school, sometimes the professor would ask a question, I would answer it in my head, doubt myself because I didn't feel like I should be there. No one would answer. And then the professor would say the exact thing I thought and I would think, I should have just said it. I should have just said it, but I didn't trust myself. So sitting in that vibration of trusting yourself and knowing that you have the right answers allows you to be more comfortable when that opportunity comes up. So that's the first step. Just sit in the vibration of what you want or sit in the vibration of what makes you feel like an imposter every single day. And you may say, I don't have time for that. When you commute to work, when you're in the shower, when you're sitting and eating breakfast, there's time. It doesn't have to be complete silence for five minutes. It can literally be in the shower, you sitting in the feeling of what is causing you your imposter syndrome. Even if you do it one minute a day, that's better than nothing. Just start to sit with it and feel into it. The second thing that you can do for your imposter syndrome, and this may feel really obvious, but work on your confidence. Work on your solar plexus chakra, which is the third chakra up. It's right between the belly button and the heart, right kind of at that upper abdominal level upper abdominal area and it is bright yellow. So work on your confidence and work with your solar plexus chakra. Confidence can be as easy as affirmations. It can be as easy as taking chances. It can be some journaling that you need to do. And this is perfect for Leo season because Leo season is that confident main character, fiery, fun, taking chances, living life energy. So this is the perfect time to be doing this because when this episode comes out live, it should be about just the second week of Leo season. So you're just getting into that energy. So if you're looking for some journal questions on how to boost your confidence or how to unlock your confidence or just confidence work in general, here are some that I've used that I find very, very helpful. The first one is related to imposter syndrome. And it's, where in your life are you feeling like an imposter? Write it all out. This can sometimes help you to move past it or even realize how unrealistic your inner critic is being. Next, write everything you have learned in the past two years from your mistakes. Realize that even if you make mistakes moving forwards, this can help you become even better at what you do. How can potential failures in the future catapult you forwards? How can you use these lessons to help others? So that's a bit more of a shadow work question. It's a bit more of diving into yourself and your insecurities to help you feel more confident with them moving forwards. And then this next question is just to tap into that actual feeling of pure confidence. Think back. What were some moments in your life that you felt the most confident? Absolutely unshakable. Sit in that feeling for five minutes. Write a letter to yourself from two years ago. Show them all that you have accomplished, how much has changed, and how little they need to worry about those small, trivial things. I bet they would think that you are a rock star. 
So try these two out and see how you feel after. Let me know. This should really start to shake up some of that confident energy, shake up some energy through that solar plexus chakra and really start to awaken your confidence a little more. Before we go, I thought that I would just tap on to this idea of the solar plexus chakra. If you're interested in learning more about the chakras, I'd love to do a podcast series about them, but today I'm just going to kind of skim over really quickly what the solar plexus chakra is all about. If you don't know what chakras are, they're basically the main energy centers or all the energy centers in our body, but I'm going to be focusing on a beginner level on the seven main chakras that go up your spine. And like I said, the solar plexus lays between the belly button and the heart right in that upper abdomen area, and it is a bright yellow ball of light. It holds our confidence, our self-assurance, our image of ourselves. A lot of the time, if you have anything like body issues, working with your solar plexus can really help you feel confident in your own skin. It's all of that like bright, happy, fun, just courageous, bright yellow energy. Yellow gives off a vibe, doesn't it? And that's exactly, exactly the right feeling that you should tap into with that solar plexus chakra. So just starting out, doing things, stepping out of your comfort zone, doing things to really activate that confidence. Affirmations are amazing for the solar plexus chakra, so really be saying your affirmations out loud, putting them up around your house, whatever it is you need to do to really acknowledge them and work them into your day-to-day. And then also just doing a little bit of color therapy. So wearing yellow, eating yellow, putting yellow things around your home, that sort of thing can really start to activate and feed that solar plexus chakra. So that's one more thing you can do to activate your confidence, but also that should help when you're feeling sort of this overwhelming feeling of imposter syndrome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed recording it. Imposter syndrome is something that I have struggled a lot with in my life and I know a lot of my clients have come to me about it in the past, so I just thought that this was the perfect one to talk about today. I hope that you took something from it and then you got some value out of today, whether that be the journal questions or just sort of some light bulb moment. I really, really thank you for listening. Once again, please, if you can, on Apple or Spotify, rate the podcast five stars, share it on your stories, share it with your friends, let them know you're listening, put this podcast out there because I would just love to reach obviously as many people as possible and help them with their lives. And I love doing this and I want to keep doing it moving forward. So please, please, please share this podcast, rate it five stars, and I appreciate you so, so, so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.